You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. I have not been more thrilled to see a regular season come to an end in a long time as I have been to see the NBA come to an end. Maybe it's been exciting from a playoff positioning perspective, but if you bet on the NBA like we have, this has been an absolute gut punch week after week. Do you know how many times I've said to you, Chelsea, you're laying 15 and a half with the Warriors against the Blazers? Or, oh, do you like the Pels tonight laying 13 against the Rockets? I am so glad those days are over. Well, especially just because I don't even care. Because normally, <laughs> if a play is a good play, I'll play it. But mm-hmm. I don't want to watch it. Like, that's the only way you make these games interesting is you play the spread and hope, you know, one team doesn't lose by 46. But guess what? They still do. These games are not interesting. They are not, you know, entertaining. And half the players aren't even playing. So, like, why would you care about these games? So, duh, I'm ready for the postseason. It's the only time the NBA players seem to care about the games. I agree. Let me ask you this. Are you – I am of the opinion that the play-in – are you still a fan of the play-in games? It was sort of nice that it happened when it did, but I'm kind of over it. I'm ready just to go back to the old school way of, look, the top eight are in, and that's the way it is. The play-in doesn't do anything for me, and I think it's made everything a little bit more discombobulated. It was sort of right at the time because of the situation we were in with COVID and everything, but now I just want to go back to the old way. Am I just being an old man here? Didn't they do it so Zion could be in the postseason? Like initially, they're like, "Yeah, we got to get Zion in there. He's this great prospect who's going to be the next LeBron." Uh, fast yeah. forward a couple of years, and he's not playing, and he's eating a ton of jambalaya. Uh, <laughs> still, uh, now I think it's the league's way of getting LeBron in there. So I think it's fine. I don't think it's you can't complain about being in the plan because you should have played better during the regular season. But it's a way to kind of throw a couple more teams into the mix and maybe hope that those teams do not tank uh, at the end of the season because you're like, well, you can be in the postseason if you don't tank. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think isn't the most interesting team in the the play-in, don't you think it's still probably the Lakers? Like, I know that we always reference the Lakers, and I'm sure every national talk show does just because they're the Lakers and it's LeBron James. But still, from a potential standpoint – they definitely could make a run, at least in the play-in and maybe in the first round if they do match up with the Grizzlies. I think you're probably right about that. I think they could. I don't know if I want to see. I think, you know what, I need to separate the fact that I don't have anything against the Lakers. 
I don't have anything against LeBron. It is a fascinating story. I think I get exhausted with the constant coverage of the Lakers and LeBron for a team that has, and I understand you almost have to do it because people want to know what LeBron's up to. It's an interesting story with him out West and they did win an NBA title together, but I will say relative to their success this season, I feel like the Lakers just get so much coverage and I kind of get worn out from it. But they won a title not that long ago. Like I know it was a bubble year. And it's a very different situation because that's probably handcrafted to uh, be tailored to their strengths. The fact that they can't go very long and they have a bunch of old guys that can't really play a full season. I think they'll probably run out of steam because they already have. At the end of the year, they were complaining about minutes when they played in overtime games. But still, that's why you have the play-in tournament. So you can just have other like ancillary storylines that go into the postseason. No, you're right about that. And look, They did win that title, but anywhere LeBron goes, winning team, losing team, because of who he is, because he's LeBron, injury, and that's been a part of it too, right? Because he hasn't been healthy the entire time, even though now he is. But yeah, it's just always going to be a storyline, whether we like it or not. Let's look at some of the play-in games tomorrow, starting with the eight seed. The Hawks in Miami taking on the seven seed Heat. Heat laying four and a half points. Heat are minus 210 on the money line. The Hawks are plus 170, and the total is set at 227 and a half. The winner will go into the playoffs as the seventh seed in the East. And congratulations, you get to face Boston. You making a pick here? I don't think I want to trust either of these teams. But let's talk about the Heat for a second. Because when they are fully healthy, like they're a pretty good squad that maybe can make some waves. But the problem is their offense can be very hot and cold. Like sometimes their offense like fails to score 90 points in a game, which is not a good thing. But one would think if all of their pieces are playing, and especially if they're playing at home, they should probably be the play. Uh, the Hawks are one of those teams that I think can play with the best of the NBA. And we saw that a couple years ago when they made that run in the postseason, went toe-to-toe with the Sixers, I believe, in that first-round matchup. Um, but also they are capable of losing by like 20. And Trey Young can go like right. ice cold from the field. So these are not two teams that I'm like super willing to trust. Is there a play on the total that you like? like 226 and a half. It's a little low, but I think I would consider the under. Like I said, both these teams mm-hmm. are fully capable of going cold offensively. I don't know. I, I think probably the under is the way to go. I think you're probably right there because they these teams are so streaky, which makes them so difficult to bet against the number. Either way, I might lean heat at home laying the points, but they've been so untrustworthy. I'm like you, and also when we finally get both sides, especially the heat, like playing all their guys. I think the Heat's the right side, but if I'm going to the under, I would lean under. I think the Heat right now are all they are. They've gone to five, five and a half at other places. You can still get them at minus four and a half at that MGM. And I think it's because specifically against the Hawks this season, the Heat have had a lot of success. Yeah, didn't what was the the stat there? They're eight and three against the spread in their last eleven against Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So there's something about yeah. their game that matches up well with Atlanta but the crazy thing about the play-in it's a one game sample size so even if all the trends are pointing one direction like it's one game so you don't really know what to expect and there's a lot of volatility with shooting and whatnot but if I were to make a play it would be on the heat and it would probably be on the under as well well we were just talking about the Lakers let's talk about them now the seven seed hosting the eight seed Timberwolves tomorrow Lakers laying six and a half points Lakers are minus 250 on the money line the total is 231 and a half 
The winner goes into the playoffs as a seventh seed in the West, and we'll get the chance to face the Grizzlies. I have to say, and everyone's going to say this, but how in God's name do you build into a number? I mean, I guess it's built in, but how do you build in a team that's in disarray? We saw Rudy Gobert got sent home yesterday. Timberwolves lost one of their best defensive players. So, yeah, that's why the Lakers are such a large favorite here. But I don't know how you build Like, How is Minnesota going to respond to ending the season like that? But it's also a big point spread. Six and a half is a lot of points for a Minnesota team that has a pretty high ceiling. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. like the way that they're trending either, but isn't it built into the number? Wouldn't you say there's something in there? And also the LeBron factor. It is the postseason where we're going to welcome even more casual betters. And how many casual betters are just going to look at this game like, oh, the Lakers? Yeah, give me that. So I think maybe the point spread matters here. I would lean towards the Lakers at home. I think that once the postseason rolls around, uh, they're going to be focused. They're going to want to play. And LeBron, I think, is probably going to put up some big numbers here. And Minnesota is not the best at playing defense. Like, offensively, they can run up the score, but – Not a great Mm -hmm. defensive squad. So for a Lakers team that sometimes struggles offensively, this should be an easier matchup for them. Um, But six and a half is too rich for my blood. I don't think I'm playing this one, but I do think it's the Lakers that win. Elsewhere, Chelsea, in Toronto, the Bulls take it on the Raptors. Bulls the 10 seed, Raptors the 9 seed, Raptors laying four and a half points, Raptors minus 200 on the money line, and the total is set at 216 and a hook. Winner of this game faces the loser of the Hawks heat game for the eight seed. What do you think? Oh, the bulls are tough to pick against because they are one of those teams that can play to the level of their competition. But if you just look at the trends, Toronto has been really good at home this season, 27 and 14 straight up and against the spread 25, 15 and one ATS. So maybe Toronto's the play, but I don't know. I do this one with caution because if you look at the series uh, over Mm -hmm. the last three games uh, against the spread, it's been Toronto, but it's not like they're, you know, three and oh. So I think there's some capabilities there with the Bulls, but the numbers definitely point to Toronto here. Yeah, I will say Toronto was a team for most of the season that was sort of unreliable because they would have guys go in and out of the lineup. But the past few weeks of the NBA season, they have been healthy. And when they've been healthy, they have been, as you mentioned that trend, they've been very, very good against the number at home. And when you talk about teams that you just don't know what to expect, the Bulls, I think more than any team in the NBA, you you have no idea what you're going to get with these guys. Like they can show up one night and play with anyone because of DeRozan, because of Levine, they got at least enough on that team to compete. And then other times, the bottom completely falls out. So I think I would lay the four and a half points with the Raptors. How about the Thunder visiting New Orleans? Thunder, the 10 seed. Pelicans, the 9 seed. Pels laying five and a half points. Pelicans minus 210 on the money line. The Thunder are plus 170. Total set at 231 and a half at MGM. The winner will face the loser of the Lakers, Timberwolves, for the 8th seed. What are you thinking? I think I'll take the points with the Thunder, and this one's already gone down Mm -hmm. from 5.5 to 4.5. If SGA is playing, I think the Thunder stand a chance here, especially when you're talking about that many points. I'll take the Thunder, who have been one of the best underdog teams in the entire NBA at covering numbers when they're getting points. Yeah, I think you're right. You just have to follow that trend. Now, I understand that late in the year, that fell off. At one point, they were 0-6 against the number in six straight games. But now you've got everyone healthy. SGA, as we know, 
probably the most talented player on the court in this series. The money is moving in their direction. So I am with you. I'm going to be on the Thunder as well. I need to grab some points instead of laying with the favorites here. So that's what I will do. Let's look ahead to this weekend's series, Chelsea. So starting on Saturday, Knicks at the Cavaliers. Cavaliers laying five points. Cavaliers minus 250 on the money line. Knicks are plus 190, and the total is 214 in the hook. Or you want to bet a series price here. The Knicks are plus 165. The Cavaliers are minus 200. Would you rather bet on this individual game or take a shot at the series? I think I'll do the individual game, and I'll take the Knicks getting the points. Uh, I think this is a Knicks team that definitely contend as long as Jalen Brunson is on the court. I think he can go toe-to-toe with the Cavs uh, because Mm -hmm. maybe the Cavs win, and they've been really good at home this year. But five and a half, I think, is too many points for me to want to lay. So I'll go with the Knicks getting the points, even though, like I said, the Cavs Mm -hmm. at home have been a wagon. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough because the Cavaliers have been a wagon at home, but also one of the best teams in the NBA away from home is the New Mm -hmm. York Knicks. That's where they've covered this season. So I'm kind of with you. I'm going to ask you about this next game, but I want to make a broader point and get your take on this. The Nets are taking on the 76ers also on Saturday. Sixers laying eight and a half points. Sixers minus 350. Nets plus 260. Total set at 216 and a half. If you want to bet on the series, Nets are six to one. 76ers minus 900 to win the series. So not much value and no value at all there. But when you talk about an eight and a half point spread, you have time to prepare for this one game at least, right? Like you have a break between now and Saturday when these series get underway. Do you think that's something you factor into your handicap? Because during the regular season, you rarely get what? A full week off essentially to get ready to battle someone in a playoff series. So at least for that first game, would you consider maybe taking a harder look at the underdog because they will have – had plenty of time to get coached up and get ready for this as opposed to traveling somewhere or playing in the back end of a back-to-back. I think the week off actually benefits the Sixers way more because Joel Embiid finally gets to catch his breath. Somebody who definitely was losing steam at the end of the season. This is a huge guy that physically it takes a toll on his body running up and down the court. So this is the time where he's finally going to have fresh legs. Same goes for James Harden. He's not super young either. So I think Mm -hmm. the way you play this one is probably a Joel Embiid points prop or some kind of team total for the Sixers because who's going to stop Joel Embiid on the Nets? Nick Claxton? Like, I don't see that happening as good as Nick Claxton has been. Uh, So I think it's probably the Sixers for me, especially in this spot. Eight and a half is a lot of points to lay, uh, but I do like the Sixers here because I think the week off benefits them the most. Finally, on Saturday, Warriors at the Kings. Kings laying a point and a half. Kings minus 115. Warriors minus 105 on the money line at Bet MGM. Total set at 214 and a half. Pretty low total. Warriors minus 300. Warriors are the favorites to win this series. Kings plus 230. I kind of like the value on the Kings to win the series at plus 230. I know everyone's hot on Golden State, but I don't quite know if they have it this year. Nice run to end the season, but they were playing nobody. I do think that the Warriors probably win this, but at this price, don't you have to take the Kings? They're even favored in the first game because even, you know, if they don't end up winning the series, you'll at least have a good hedging opportunity down the road if they do win this first game. So I think the way to play it is Kings to win the series plus 230. I understand why the Warriors are favored, but I think you're paying a premium there that isn't deserved. So I would be on the Kings at plus money. 
For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.